0: Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of the Slummer Reading Spectacular of Hate Read. I'm one of your Stanomorphs,
1: Em. And I'm another of your Stanomorphs, Anna. Every fortnight during this summer, we will be reading and discussing one of the books in K.A. Applegate's. Animorph series which <laughs> let me tell you is going a lot better than we thought it would
0: <laughs> man I thought this was like a dumb joke that we would laugh about and joke about but I am very deeply so deeply invested. invested in the so lives of these characters <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are all my sweet little babies except Cassie mm-hmm. and
0: Jake <laughs> I would say even Cassie is my sweet little baby she's just like the one that I'm like oh Cassie's Cassie's my special baby who's going to stay at home with me while the rest of the babies uh, go out yeah. and play in, in the park. Um, Jake is a trash <laughs> baby, though. And Jake, Jake is and a
1: off. garbage baby. I wouldn't mind if he died. <laughs> <laughs> I really kind of... Honestly,
0: like, that would be... I don't think this book series is going to go that far, although after this one, I don't know. Yeah, who knows, dude? But that would be a great... Like, Jake really is primed to die in the middle of this series. Like, yeah. that would be a good... Like, uh oh, stakes are raised. The leader is dead. What do we do now? Because Jake real doesn't leader, actually. Tobias steps exactly, up. Exactly. Exactly. Jake doesn't actually matter, but we have this like
1: um, symbolically group matters. narrative of him mattering. Yeah. They're doing really a lot of work to convince us that Jake is important, and I'm not yes. buying it. I'm not buying I'm not it, Anamorphs.
0: I'm not. It, they keep everybody keeps saying, "Oh, Jake is and like some of them even put it in quotes. They're like, "Oh, Jake is the leader, I guess." <laughs> leader. But everyone everyone says it and no one ever agreed to it and Jake doesn't seem interested in it and Jake is also bad at it. So like yeah. I don't understand why Jake is the leader. And they all kind of uh, all of them give reasons for it like, "Oh, Marco's like, "Oh, Jake was so serious, and that's why he's the leader. And Cassie's like, "Oh, Jake is
1: always has a um, plan, so
0: so kind, and has a plan. That's why he's the leader." I'm like, "No, no, no, these aren't true. <laughs> Not these my aren't leader. True things about
1: Jake. I didn't vote for him." <laughs> And he continues to be garbage in this book. And you know what? We didn't mention in our last synopsis or our last discussion of the last book, but like he spent the whole time being like, Cassie, this should be your decision because you're the one having weirdo dreams. I'm like, why are we even calling you a leader then, Jake? Exactly. Go away. Stop morphing. Get stuck as a slug.
0: Man, that'd be great.
1: (laughs) Oh, all right. So I guess we should get into the summary a little bit. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. This a this one's a lot of plot, so it's gonna be a A little bit. A lot happens in
0: this book. Yeah, a lot.
1: A lot of dire things.
0: Uh huh. And a lot of character growth moments, and a lot of just there's like there's moments that I was like, oh shit, this is a thing that I talked about happening, and now it's happening, and I'm so (laughs) into it.
1: (laughs) Yes, it was. It was very good. She uh, she dropped enough hints for us to ask these questions, and then she fucking Mm -hmm. answered them. So yeah, applaud. K.A. Applegate. Um, alright, so Marco POV. Uh, Axe wants to go home so that he can tell his people to hurry up and come save Earth. But, to do so, he needs to steal a Yerk ship, and to do that, he needs to take a trip to Radio Shack to build a <laughs> communicator.
0: <laughs> oh, I really enjoyed their whole, like, trip to Radio Shack and trip to the mall, because uh-huh. it, it gave me this, like, fun flashback of, like, oh, remember when Radio Shack was a thing? <laughs> oh, remember when Sears was a thing? Remember oh, when Starbucks. Going to the mall oh, wait, was shit. Cool. <laughs> oh,
1: yes. Oops, Starbucks is still a thing Starbucks still hanging in there. <laughs> oh, good on you, I guess, Starbucks. Mm. Yeah, so as we mentioned in the last book, Axe is able to morph into a combination of all the other anamorphs, and so he does, but Andalites don't talk with mouths. they don't think they have mouths. Is that what we established? Andalites—they don't have mouths, and yeah—you bring this up so early, and
0: I wanted to talk about this in depth. So I'm sorry that this is already happening, <laughs> but there was a lot in this book in regards to Andalites and like acts not knowing how things worked when it was funny and convenient, and then knowing how things worked later. Like, yes. So the mouse thing—he's like, oh. And the lights don't have a mouth. So he keeps, like, trying to talk and, like, just keeps repeating syllables because he likes doing uh-huh. it. Um, which, like, okay, but also... There's a time and place, Axe. There's a time and place. It's not like these other animorphs turn into dogs and are, like, running around going, bark, 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 bark. <laughs> like, you need to chill. <laughs> but then secondly, yeah. like, he says at one point, he's like, oh, I want to try, like, tasting because I've never tasted things with a mouth before. Like, there's so much I want to do with my mouth, which, okay... Calm down acts. Like (laughs) uh This is a PG book. This is a
1: children's book.
0: Um, but in addition, are we to assume that nothing on their planet has mouths? Like he's never Ah. turned into anything with a mouth? Good question. Because Bissar 3
1: definitely has, because he ate Elfangor.
0: Definitely, because he eats things. Yeah.
1: So like Definitely, like, okay,
0: definitely, I agree. The talking thing, that would be new and novel, because probably other species don't do that. Uh-huh. but Except they do, because, like, the Hork-Bajir do, but, like, maybe not stuff that he's turned into. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, other things on your planet has mouths, because, like, we've been told when Viscer 3 turns into something, like, sometimes, I think Axe mentioned the one thing that was specifically from his planet, and it had a mouth. So, like, that seems... It seems like maybe you were a bad Andalite and didn't morph enough if you just, like,
1: have never experienced a mouth before. You didn't pay attention in class, in morphing class. Right.
0: Right. Like, you should have gotten out this instinct to lick stuff before, you know, you were on this war mission, I feel like. Act
1: like you've been there. Act like you've been there.
0: Act like you've been in the end zone. Come on, (laughs) Axe. I feel like, no, but for real, I feel like that should be a part of like Andalite training before you go into space. Be like, okay, kids, today we're going to turn into all of the things with buttholes so that you <laughs> know what that's like.
1: Here is how to poop. <laughs> so, that, so that if you're on like a secret mission, <laughs> Where you have, to keep, not, like, <laughs> will you have to poop in front of everyone to prove that, you can, that you're that no, you not an Andalite? No. just so that you're not like... <gasps>
0: Oh, I'm supposed to be spying, but gosh darn! What is this hole in the back of my body? <laughs> what is this I urge I have in on? my bowels? Right, <laughs> right. Like so that you're familiar
1: with all of the sensations. <laughs> maybe that was maybe that was the next grade up. Gwenzee is still just a little teenage little andalite boy, so hmm. who knows? I learned about mouths yet. The, the butthole class was was for seniors only. <laughs> mouths
0: was coming up. <laughs>
1: Uh, so they go to the mall and they basically have that he was a shark earlier sharks have mouths that is true what is he doing axe <laughs> <laughs> inconsistent uh, well it was it was it was that stereotypical we have to keep an eye on the space case character or else they'll go and do something weird and embarrassing space case things yeah yeah and you know what happens they lose track of axe at the mall and he goes and does some things that are embarrassing so he goes and he has his first coffee and decides he likes how things taste. So then he runs to the food court and he just picks up food off of tables and plates and out of the garbage and starts eating it. And um, this...
0: Which to me makes Axe just the most relatable character in yeah. this series. Yeah, I
1: mean, that was a whole... That slice of pizza was still good.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> Cinnabon, yes, Of, of course, course, yes.
1: Marco is like, to be fair, Cinnabon is very delicious. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) You're right, Marco. See, nothing wrong with this. Yeah, Marco, we relate to you so much now. Honestly, though, I think that's the thing that I kind
0: of felt like was not believable about this scene where they're like, chasing him back to the food court and he's in the food court and like picking things out of the trash and eating them and everyone around them is like like freaking out and being like oh my god what is that child doing I honestly feel like I have been at a mall and seen 13 year olds (laughs) picking shit out of the trash and eating it so like I actually don't think I wouldn't have looked twice I would have been like yeah okay where are your parents someone's on spring break and this is what they're doing with their time like fine (laughs) youths
1: Uh, So Axe gets the attention of mall security, and the mall security starts chasing him, and Axe can't run on two legs because he is a four-legged andalite. So his genius head says, let's morph back into an andalite, I guess. And so he's just an alien running around the mall. And obviously, some controllers are like, andalite, andalite, look at the andalite. And so they begin to chase the boys around the mall into a grocery store.
0: This is the best. This is... Marco runs Thus, As much as I was mad about the whale scene in the this this scene made up for all this of my scene- trepidations about the whales. <laughs> The scene was so good.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So Marco runs into the grocery store. He's like, there's a bomb in here to clear the place out. And once the coast is clear, they, just like you mentioned a couple, Mm -hmm. couple fortnights ago, they go to the lobster tank and they touch the lobsters and they become lobsters. Of course they
0: do. Of course course they they do. do. I don't, I don't know that I believe that a grocery store would have a lobster tank the size that is described in this novel, but. Very true. I'm willing to let it slide because, yeah, thank you. This is good thank problem you. solving. Thank this you. Is, this is thank what we you, wanted animals. ages ago. This is what I wanted.
1: <laughs> the lobsters can't see or sense anything, though. So, And they- honestly,
0: honestly, this is probably what it's going to have to be going forward because there's going to be, and this might be serious theories a little bit, but not really, Um There's going to be a point, right, when they have enough morphs to do things, right? They're not going to need to pick up a new morph to go fly because they have the fucking bird morph. They're not going to need to pick up a new morph to 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 swim swim. because they have fucking dolphins and fish and lobsters at this point. Like, who gives a shit? So, like, at some point, any sort of needing to acquire a new morph impetus is going to have to be primarily in order to hide, right? Yes. Like, yes. So I'm glad. I'm glad we've come to it already. That they're like, "Fuck it, we're just going to be lobsters because we got to hide with the lobsters." I'm like, "We have to be a lobster."
1: Yeah, that is Mm -hmm. how you should be using this power. Thank you. These are your survival instincts kicking in. Finally, good.
0: Nobody's nobody's sitting there going, "Oh, but I don't want to be a lobster. Oh, uh, Lobsters are lame. I don't want to be a lobster." Like, let's not do that. They're just like, "Yeah, fucking lobsters. Let's go.
1: Let's do it. It's the only thing here." The lobsters can't see or sense anything though, so they decide to stay in the tank until their two hours are almost up in order to make sure that the controllers are no longer looking for them. Which, if you are if you're a controller and you saw these children run mm. into a grocery store and you realize that there is only one thing alive in the grocery store. Um, I mean I would say, first
0: off, I think that the bigger issue here is the fact that these controllers saw Marco and Jake, period, with the Andalite. Very
1: true, that too. And that
0: never got addressed, but Uh -uh. okay. I would also, I, I feel like, yeah, they probably should have figured it out, but also maybe, like, they are, they don't know about lobsters. Like, they're not, like, if they're, like, in the grocery store and they clear all the people out... Maybe they didn't look close enough to be like, oh, there is a living thing here. That's probably what they are. They might have just assumed that, like, humans don't keep living animals in their stores for food purposes because it's kind of buck wild.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is a little bit, yeah. Uh, What is the word I'm looking for? Unsporting? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They remain lobsters for almost the full two hours. And as they're about to, like, become people again... Uh, Or an Andalite, in Axa's case. They are transported somewhere, somehow. Um, They don't know what's going on. But after a while, they realize that they're feeling very hot. And Marco puts two and two together. They were bought, and now they're being cooked alive in a pot. And so they just decide to become humans and Andalite right there in this woman's kitchen. um, As she's trying to cook them. Now I think... It's very funny. (laughs) They didn't get
0: them all the way into the pot because I think he starts morphing as she's about to drop him in the pot.
1: Okay. I thought he was like feeling hot. (laughs)
0: Yeah. He's like, he's like going towards the pot. Uh, I
1: see. I see. I see. Okay. So, so they do this. They, they become humans and Andalite again in front of this woman who they completely traumatize. She's just trying to cook her dinner. Right. And her dinner suddenly becomes people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then they're, they're like, oh, it's a dream. It's a dream. It's a dream. You'll wake up shortly. Um, and no one also, will believe
1: you anyway, bitch. And no one will believe you
0: anyway. And also, please go go release those other lobsters. Which, like this, again gets into my whole: what is the ethics of animorphs? Are they all vegetarians now? I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah. their whole plan of telling her, like, "Oh, you'll wake up shortly. It is. It it's all a dream." Like Ain't she's gonna fly. She because she's not. She's she also, is currently awake. What so if she's she- a
1: controller? Well, she's
0: not like they know that much because she would have been like fucking and kill
1: you, kill
0: you. But like she's she's not going to be fooled by the soon you will wake up thing because inevitably she will. So either she's going to live the rest of her life believing this is the longest and most boring dream aside from the one lobster thing. Um, or that's really
1: fucked up. In about
0: two hours, she's gonna be like, I'm still not awake. I've pinched myself several times. That was clearly not a dream. I'm going on Ellen.
1: <laughs> to talk about my lobster that turned into boys. Right.
0: My boisters. <laughs>
1: my boysters. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Oh god. Yeah, so then they fuck off home and um Axe is able to build most of his communicator, mm-hmm. but he needs one more piece that they yes. can only get from Assistant Principal Chapman, who, if you remember, is able to Skype with Visser 3 from his basement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they need one of the little pieces of his, of his... Camcorder. Transmitter. <laughs> yeah, camcorder, or yeah. whatever he uses. Um, and they decide that the best and easiest way to sneak into Chapman's house is to become Ant's. Which, this was Cassie's
0: idea, and I don't fault her because I think that this isn't a bad idea on its face. Uh Uh-huh. I think someone should have been like, let's think this through, and that someone should have been Jake, because Jake has had experience being a fucking bug before and knows some of the issues that would come with it. Uh Uh-huh. And he's just like, oh, it's fine. I've been a flea. It was fine. And every, and it's like, but it wasn't, Jake. You were useless as a flea. Do you not recall?
1: Yeah. It was actually pretty awful. But he was like... And then he also admits to, like, he drank Rachel's cat blood, which, like, wow.
0: Yeah. That was a, a lot. I would have kept that secret. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have shared that with the group. Um, <laughs> But then, as they are going into the house... They like use these tunnels, and they're like, because they get in. Well, I guess I kind of skipped ahead a little bit, but they get no, into ant form, and they're like freaking the fuck out, and they realize that it's because ants are like a colony and like not really hive individuals, mind. hive mind sort of deal. Yes. Um, but they start using their little smelling powers, and they smell enemies as they're going into these tunnels into the house. And Jake is literally like, "It's probably okay. Let's hope they're not in there." And I'm like, "You are a go fast. You are a bad leader. This is." bad like there's no every step of this plan this is not excusable jake the thing is they have these like arbitrary time limits of two hours when they're in animal form and that yes okay that does mean that there has to be some haste when they are in the middle of a plan that has to happen right then but this plan Uh did not have to happen right then they could have been like let's dip give it a few minutes change back into humans figure out a different plan become shrews or something. I don't know. Become shrews. This is clearly not safe. Like, there's no reason to keep doing the unsafe things when they don't have, like, that time, that hard time limit of, like, we have to do this exactly. or else someone has been captured and they'll die or whatever, you know?
1: Exactly. Yes. There was definitely time to stop and think about these things. I mean, like, yeah, they want Axe to be able to tell more Andalites to come to Earth, but... But, like, if that
0: happens in... You know, if he gets his ship in 10 minutes or in two hours, that's not going to be the time difference that makes or breaks this, (laughs) like, you know, versus, like, if you guys get eaten by other ants, like, y'all are fucked. So, like, (laughs) maybe pump the brakes and think it through.
1: (laughs) They sneak into the house. And as we've alluded to, everything goes according to plan until they decide to come out of the house. And this is when the scent of the enemies becomes stronger and this suddenly the, the enemies are This is the most fucked there. up thing
0: I have ever read in my life.
1: This is, this is disgusting and this awful. This
0: was horrific. This was, I cannot imagine being a child reading this book. I'm not trying to be like clutching my pearls, but honestly, I would have had nightmares for years.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> this was brutal. So imagine six tiny ants. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, is it six? No, there's probably five of them because Tobias can't ant um but so five little ants all walking in a line and then all of a sudden a massive swarm of a ho- entire colony of ants arrives and begins literally tearing them apart mhm and spitting like acid on them yes. i guess is what ants do and the children like margo talks about how he can feel like his arms and legs being ripped away mm-hmm. and his his thorax being bitten into and things. they're all like
0: mind speaking to each other and like screaming out and at one point one of them yes. is just like oh my neck my neck my neck like a uh, 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 presumably got like their head bitten off like i don't yes. even know like
1: which you would think that would be like end game for right anamorph like if the head gets but it's not from the for body, it's but... not for
0: ants though because like ants still oh, shit yeah ants, the head is still alive for a little bit after that happens so as long as they oh. morph back they're good ants and
1: chickens man yeah <laughs> You're two safest morphs, ants and chickens. Nothing can destroy you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so finally, I don't remember which one of them it was that mentions this, but they decide that it's a good time to morph back into their human forms um, because of what we discovered in the last book. When you are injured in an animal form and you morph back to your regular body, the damage does not carry over. So they are still underground. Yeah, thank God, because then this series would be over. Um, (laughs) Except for Tobias. Except for t- hawk boy Tobias. Always safe. <laughs> so they morph back into their human and andalite forms and they're a-okay. Like they were underground, but they kind of burst through the um, ant colony. And somehow they they managed to hold on to this little tiny like microchip piece that they needed. I don't know how that didn't get lost in this kerfuffle. Um, and then they all like are very restrained about not just stomping on all of the ants, which is what I would have no, done No, Cassie does. Oh, do, oh, either no, Cassie, Cassie or Rachel Cassie, actually. The, I can't remember. The bloodthirstiest of them all, Cassie. I think it
0: I think it was Cassie. Let me check. Let's, Hold on. Yeah,
1: let's refer to the
0: text. No, it's Rachel. It's Rachel. I'm sorry. Okay. It says that Rachel stomps the ground back down to like flatten it so like it doesn't look strange, nah, but then yeah. like um she was doing it later in the narration. It says, it's very weirdly, it's a, Marco says it wasn't much of a joke, but there was a kind of lame little laugh from everyone. And Rachel stopped stomping the ants. I mean, the ground. So, like, (laughs) it's like they were all trying to pretend that Rachel was stomping the ground to, like, as, like, a logical thing. But really, she was, like, trying to kill these ants who had just fucked with them. It's, like, real fucked up.
1: Uh, Incredibly so. This whole scene, like you said, it was very traumatizing. And then you can understand why Marco's next decision is, he says, this: uh, the mission to get Axe a ship is going to be my last mission because I cannot die. If I die, my dad will be even more sad than he is because his dad is currently unable to cope with the uh, death of his mom, assumed death of his mother, because her body was never found. Because she um, drowned at sea. Yeah, so two years ago... <laughs> I was just going to make a reference to message in a bottle, but never mind. <laughs> but, so two years ago, I don't I don't know if we've talked about how she had died or just the fact that she was um, dead.
0: But. I did want to talk about it in the last episode because it comes up in the last book for the first time that she had drowned mm. because Marco's like, I don't want to do the dolphin thing because my mother died by drowning. Ah, and then yes. he nearly, that's why he was my most valuable morph also because he got his like shit bit out of him and nearly died the same way his mother did and like his mother might have yeah probably very traumatized by all that
1: very true i forgot about that yeah so margo's mom went missing two years ago while on a boating trip a body was never found and they're they're like why would she go out to sea at that time it's very uncharacteristic of her "Hmm, i don't know man weird so um the dad (laughs) it cannot cope with the death of of Marco's mother and he kind of has become like he's obviously he's very depressed and he quit his high paying engineering job because he just couldn't focus at work and they kind of they live paycheck to paycheck now and Marco he even says like he reflects like I didn't just lose my mom I lost my dad too. So Marco is dealing with some heavy shit and I'm sorry that I ever insulted you Marco like Yeah.
0: Marco's <sighs> you're got a good boy. You're Marco's good got boy. legit reasons for the way that he is. He's obviously uses yes. humor to cope like hardcore. Um, uh-huh. Which we kind of see how that comes out a little bit later when um, Rachel gets into a fight at school and he intervenes and, like, then they all get taken to the principal's office and he, like, uses humor to kind of, like, diffuse the situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, you very much see kind of how, like, all of the the bullshitting is, like, very much a defense mechanism from Marco. Um, right dealing with all of this trauma and probably a lot more trauma than the other anamorphs at this point
1: so yes i i would like to formally apologize for any shit i've talked about marco yeah. because oh, boy
0: marco, rough. marco marco is an angel baby
1: yes we love you marco I love sorry. you marco <laughs> I'm Sorry. Jake sucks still. We're still on yeah. board with
0: Jake sucking.
1: Jake, Jake sucks. by hashtag Marco has never done anything wrong. Marco in his has life. done
0: nothing wrong. Marco is
1: a, a Marco <laughs> Marco's the sweetest, most pure of them all. He just wants to stay alive because who else is going to take care of his Yes, dad?
0: he does occasionally make weird sexist comments, but.
1: But he's a product of his time. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. So. He tells, I don't know if he tells just Jake or if he tells the whole gang that helping Axe will be, steal the ship will be his last mission. He's never going to be an Animorph again.
0: Which I think it's really funny because earlier in the whole, like, Axe um, mission to the mall, he mm-hmm. someone says, like, I think Jake says, like, everything's going well so far or something like that. And in his narration, he's like, oh, as soon as I knew that, I knew it was going to be, like, tits up on this mission because, you know, <laughs> like... As soon as, if you say something like that, you know, and I was like, how is Marco so aware of, like, tropes and, like, the meta of everything, but then he doesn't realize that saying something is your last job is going to doom that to go horribly, horribly wrong. (laughs)
1: Like, Marco. Marco. Oh. So they, um, so Axis Plan is he's going to use this communicator to transmit on a frequency that the Andalites have used in the past. That is like a Yerk, uh, emergency hotline, I guess. Mm. And they're gonna, uh, and they're gonna transmit that they need help SOS here on Earth. Please come pick us up in your ship that we're going to steal from you. But... Ax doesn't realize that's a very old frequency that he's using, and once Visor Three hears this being transmitted, he knows exactly what's happening. Because Homeboy is an Andalite, dude. Like, you gotta not use Andalite plans yeah. when you're fighting an Andalite controller. Ax, you young naive idiot. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you beautiful idiot. That's the other thing I wanted to point out idiot. in this book. Everyone is like weirdly into Ax, and they like yeah. are like at one point he's so handsome. Yeah, at one point when he's in his Andalite form. It's super bizarre, because Marco's narration says that, like, Rachel and Cassie think that he's cute, I wouldn't know anything being a guy, which, like, if you, but, and, and then it kind of goes on to, like, compare to, like, puppies and kittens, so maybe it meant cute in that sense, but then it's like, but then what, why would you being a guy have anything to do with that? So I'm like, are they claiming that, like, Cassie and Rachel want to fuck this Andalite? Like, I don't Perhaps. know. It's very weird. It's very weird. I don't know. I, I think it,
1: Jake just won't admit it yet.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I still there were still many moments in this where I was just like Jake and Axe. Jake and Axe less <laughs> less that than the Marco Cassie ship, which also very much in this novel. There was like a moment where um, there was where tw- we haven't got to it yet actually, but like some stuff is breaking bad, and Jake and Cassie like nuzzle each other and marco is like man i saw that and i was so jealous of yeah. their of their like love for each other i'm like no nah, the fact that they had nah, each other you would have uh, been cassie we know it's fine
1: yeah you're gonna be at odds with your best friend jake right? Yeah. it's fine
0: it's it's 100 <laughs> marco cassie <laughs> massive
1: um, nah, Carco, Carco, Carco is much better. Carco,
0: Carco, <laughs> Jax and uh, Tachel or Robias.
1: <laughs> Robias. <laughs> oh. Uh. So, Visor three captures all of the morphs, the animorphs. So they have, in the meantime, they have morphed into their toughest morphs. Mm. Um, they've into their predators, I guess you could say. Except for Rachel's an elephant, but so we have Rachel the elephant, Cassie the wolf. Tobias the hawk, uh, still
0: because he gorilla. can't do anything else.
1: Yeah, yeah, obviously. That I that goes without saying. Um Marco the gorilla, Jake the tiger. And then they've decided because Axe only has like an ant and a tiger shark, like they couldn't be fucked to go to the zoo and get him something <laughs> more powerful. They're like, you just stand, Andelite, I guess.
0: <laughs> like, okay.
1: He's like, all right, we'll go along with your plan, Prince Jake. It's very good. <laughs>
0: I will say, though, I think that it does work out for them in the sense that it cements this or three's belief that they are all Andalites. Mm -hmm. But I guess he doesn't really have any reason to not believe that either. So, like, you know. Exactly.
1: (laughs) They could have used another more powerful morph, but it's fine. It's fine. What happens, happens. So um, he captures all of these animals in an Andalite and takes them all the way up, up into outer space, uh, way above the Earth and he's going to introduce them to viscer 1 who is the, a more powerful viscer in the yerk army so they it goes numerically from 1 to 47 i think or some other mm-hmm. like random yeah. number it was not like an even number um and there's some beef between viscer 1 and viscer 3 because yeah. viscer 3 the andelite hates that Visser one is a human controller.
0: Was it just that it's a human controller, or was it just that Visser three wants to move up the ranks? That
1: could be too.
0: And Visser but, one is higher up. But then I mean like what's the deal with Visser 2? I don't know. Maybe we'll get into it later. Yeah,
1: what is Visser 2? What's Visser 2? It's probably some butthole monster, who knows? <laughs> a lot of buttholes in this episode. <laughs> Visser two is a whale. Visser two is a whale. Um everyone is very sad and captured and um then Visor 1 walks on board and guess who Visor 1 is you guys. Wait wait
0: wait is before you- we get to Visor 1 I just want to okay. say because I brought Don't it up earlier yet. hold uh, your guesses. <laughs> the this is another instance of Axe not knowing shit until apparently he does because uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
0: earlier when he had been, like, morphing into human form, he's like, clothing? What is clothing? I've never heard of... Does shoe
1: go on head? I've
0: never heard of materials encasing your body. But then, in this scene, they're, like, assembling the army. Everybody's, Uh like, there to, like, see the prisoners, and they're all, like, in ranks, and they're like, oh, some of them are wearing red and black, and some of them are wearing gold and black, and fucking Axe over here is like oh yeah it's a uniform my brother told me about it like the different visors wear different uniforms I'm like oh so you do fucking know what clothes so are so you then. know what you clothes are you know what are, clothes you are, idiot. are you liar <laughs> no ax, you're, we love
1: you, ax we love you're you Axe we love so you Axe you're
0: a baby you're <laughs> a precious baby just like everyone except for Jake the garbage baby
1: <laughs> Jake oh we hate Jake um okay so do you remember when I asked you to guess who Visser 1 is well you guys I'm gonna tell you right now it's Marco's mom that's not really dead
0: I did not see this coming and that might make me seem <laughs> very stupid but I will say I don't think that they hit the Marco's mom thing in a way that was like oh she mis- disappeared yeah under mysterious it was just like a side
1: note yeah, yeah it was just
0: like oh I'm so sad my mom's dead and I'm like oh yeah that's legit oh you know like it was really hard because we'd never found the body I'm like yeah that would be hard oh you know there was an empty grave like yeah I guess you would if there was never found a body like that makes sense so like everything just seemed like it was very much like Building mm-hmm. Marco's character. And then his fucking mom shows up as a controller
1: and I'm like And she's the most powerful year. Marco. Commander. I know. Oh, and he's ew, just like my mind. flabbergasted. Yes. And Jake is the only other one that has seen what Marco's mom looks like. And Marco like immediately swears Jake to secrecy. He's like, do not tell anyone what you've seen here. Um I don't want them to know it's my mom. So we're gonna have some drama. Coming up here. The team's hiding secrets from each other already. Right.
0: But this is also the moment where it is finally established because, of course, we've had all of this Marco back and forth. These last five books of Marco not really wanting to be involved in this. And now we finally have Marco's reason. Like like I've said, you know, like these books are just... Getting into place why these guys are fighting this fight. And now we have a reason for Marco, and it's because his fucking mom is a controller, and it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so choice. Now
1: <laughs> Marco has the most reason. Yes, it can the be argued. are so high for
0: Marco. And like. Ugh so good. And I mean like I know we kind of have seen this already with like Jake and Tom being the controller but like Tom is still living with the family and their family still believes yeah. he's fine. Like Marco's dad was destroyed by this. Like Marco's was whole life, life was destroyed. Was ruined by this and now he finds out that like it's the Yerks that did this to him and, and you his ha- And he's gotta
1: be wondering like did my mom choose this or was yes. she like taken over hostily and, and why I is my was, mother here? And I think it was
0: set up really nicely where they're talking about Chapman because like in that book we find out that Chapman Agreed to it in order to protect his daughter. So, like, there's probably mm-hmm. like those questions going on, like,
1: yes. of like,
0: could it have been something like that where she agreed to it under duress, or like, was it forced upon her? oh it's so good, and I'm so, so I'm good. so looking forward to seeing where where we go. Is with Marco going to
1: have to kill his mother? Oh my
0: god, are we gonna get? <laughs> are we gonna get a a uh, Luke Skywalker moment uh, where it's mother against daughter? Except, you know, that's not mother. But, you know, then they have to fight it out. So looking forward so to it. Good, so
1: good. So good. Um. So because of some political machinations, Viscera 1's henchmen help the Animorphs escape from this ship. Mm-hmm. They direct them to an escape pod in order to make Viscera 3 look like an idiot in front of their bosses, uh, which is like, like the Council of Yerkes or something. I don't remember who cares? what they were called. But yeah, who cares? It doesn't matter. We'll probably talk about it more in another book.
0: If we get, um, in, you know, if it ever gets revealed that they're important in some way, but
1: um and so the animorphs get back to earth um and they are obviously very shook and marco and his dad visit marco's mom's grave and his dad promises to like wake up or not wake up but you know he's he promises to like get help with his problems and he's gonna go back to work and he's gonna be the dad that marco deserves it's very sweet and marco the whole time is like that bitch is alive but he's still really sad. Because and there's also mourning, like there's the death of his family.
0: Also that moment when he's in front of his mom and he remembers that Chapman, like they know that the hosts are aware of the shit that's going on. Like the host mm-hmm. bodies can see stuff. And he's like, so he's like, has this moment where he like wants to reveal himself to his mother, but he can't because of yes. course his mother's being controlled and whatever. Oh my God. It's so, it's so, so tasty.
1: <laughs> there's so much here. Oh, I really hope this pays off. Like, yeah, I'm just so worried. There's so much set up in these first five books that I'm just like, how can it, where's it going to go? How can it pay off? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I want to get right into serious theories with this yes, because let's, my let's main serious theories for this book relates to Marco's mom and specifically that instance where they are trying to, you know, like they, the, the Visser one's guards help them escape in order to make viscer three look bad. Mm hmm. They come to the conclusion that it's political because Visser 1 makes to look Visser wants to make Visser 3 look bad. And I yes. think that's a fair conclusion to
1: reach. Um but and I think my theory is the same as yours. You theory. think so too, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um because Visser 1, from a year perspective, I don't think that that is actually that much of an incentive for Visser 1 to make Visser 3 look right. bad. Right, she's already. On she's the top. already on the top. Visser 3 already looks bad at this point, right? Like Visser yes. 3 has already fucked up some shit. Like and Visser 1 has mentioned this. Like yes. so
1: Vistar 3 can't catch some stupid analyst. Yeah,
0: Visser 3 is already like not looking great, not coming out of this whole thing great. Visser 1 also mentions like to Visser 3, you can't understand like the planet that you are on and the like people you're trying to capture because you are not, you're in an Andalite body. You're not in a human body. Mm -hmm. Like I have a deeper understanding of the planet and whatever. So my theory is that Visser one and Marco's mom are to some extent working and I don't know to what extent, but to some extent working against the yerks. And yes. maybe it's just yes. Marco's mom, but maybe it's Visser One also. I'm not sure. But I think that maybe Visser One has kind of the yerk that She's is
1: overcome the control. Yeah.
0: Well not even she- not even necessarily I like it could be that Marco's mom is just kind of like like that little residual care for humanity is what let led Visser Ah, One to, like, let them out. But it could also be that they're working together to kind of, like, undercut the Mm -hmm. Yerks in general because, like, Visser One took on this human body and is now, like, kind of has become, like, more appreciative of Earth, right? Like...
1: Yes, yes, yes. They make
0: that argument that, like like viscer three can't understand earth the way they can and i think they're that viscer either marco's mom the the host body is somewhat influencing viscer one's actions or viscer one is aware of that and they're almost mm-hmm. joining together to to, uh, bring, down. to bring down the yerks i think that would be what really fucking like, cool
1: we've established that like the Yerkes have family units. Mm -hmm. What if, like, the Yerk inside Visser one is also a mother? Well, and I mean, like, I definitely think there's something to that of, like... Yeah.
0: I think that, like, I I would very much like to see the... And I mean, this might be asking too much of this series, but I would very much like to see, at some point, Yerks who are not straight-up evil Mm
1: -hmm. and who are, like... like your everyday Yerk, man. Well, not even... Or Yerk resistance. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Because I I don't Mm -hmm. like... That's one thing that bothers me a lot about kid lit in general is that a lot of times there is a tendency to try to simplify things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a whole race. Yeah, enough. where this is just the evil race. And it would be nice if we have some level of depth to it. And I think this or one would be a really easy way to that kind of get be. into that um, because of the connection that would to Marco's stellar. mom. That'd be super great. Yeah. But its I don't think it's necessarily that Marco's mom is in like it could be that could not be that marco's mom is influencing it because she wants to protect marco specifically in that instance because she didn't know that it was marco mm-hmm. so i mean like it can't be like just a mother's instinct thing there
1: well to save her son from being i don't know
0: right like long run yeah. yes but like yeah, in yeah, the yeah. instance of
1: of um yeah no in that instance the political yeah, yeah. machinations yeah mm-hmm. but i don't no, buy- i think she's just there to like help the help the uh the supposed Andalites save humanity kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I also agree. I think she's some sort of, and again, I know I have read these books, but it has been like 20 years since I probably picked up the last one that I ever read. Oh, God. And um, so I don't remember what happens, and I, but I do think that there is some sort of, like, double agent thing going on here. I think that would be very cool. It would be great. Because, yeah, because it's such a flimsy excuse. Like you said, Visser 1 doesn't need to make Visser 3 look any worse than he already does. He has been outsmarted by these children for five books now. (laughs)
0: And notably, Visser 1 and Visser 1's guards are not the ones who say that that is why they're doing this. It's just the conclusion that the Animorphs draw Mm
1: -hmm. from
0: the info that they have. Because, I mean, like, yeah, from the info that they have, that is the most reasonable conclusion. But I think think, from us... Uh, this is the first time that I'm saying one of these theories, and I actually think it might be something. Like every other time, I've been kind of goofing. Although I still do believe that Tobias is dead, but <laughs> um, this is the first time that I'm like, okay, there is something there. Like yeah. this moment was too weird.
1: I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Very excited to see where the series goes <sighs> because it just, it did like it was like you This is a children's science fiction series about how a group of ragtag kids is going to save the world but now it's just become like really dark and personal mm-hmm. it's not just like we have to save the earth for earth's sake it's like we have to reclaim my brother we have to figure out why my mom is with the year because we have to love horses you know like it's right, very right. personal for all of them now. yeah
0: i think i think it it it's very well do- and like it's so we- like i said it's so weird you know, when I went into this, I thought, I know what this series is because, like, I I know the general premise. And I've read mm-hmm. this type of series. I read this type of series as a kid. Everybody who grew up in the 90s has read, if not the Animorphs, you've read one of these long-ass series where everything is mm-hmm. very formulaic and repetitive and whatever. But, like, this was not at all what I was expecting. Like, there is character growth happening in each of these books. And it's very, very smart to set it up this way where we have these like motivations kind of like being teased out in these first few books. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I, I am a little concerned that as we go on, and it, you know, becomes one of these long running series, it might become a little bit more formula, formula, formula.
1: Once the like, ghostwriters step in, yeah, there's
0: also that we haven't even talked about the fact that eventually this series is going to be taken over by ghostwriters. Um, but though
1: that- so I did read that like K. A. Applegate did still step in and write like a few of the more important books yeah. herself, or her and her and her husband, I guess, wrote them together. Um, but she did. She outlined the whole series and just had other people write it. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the series we'll holds up. But um, from these first five books, with now that we've had all the viewpoint, very characters, optimistic, very optimistic. Really enjoying it.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, who do you think then? Um, I don't know. We talked Did we talk about any other segments besides series? series? No, just no. series. Series. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've had all five of our uh, viewpoints now. Um, Sans axe, who. You know, we'll get to that when we get to that. But so do you think, kind of along the lines of Most Valuable Morph, do you think that there's someone set up here to be a better leader than Jake? Because I know we talked about this a little bit a few episodes ago. But I mean... We didn't want to come to a conclusion before i had read all of their books. Here's what I would
0: say in terms of there being a leader... I think Mm -hmm. the fact that they have chosen Jake as the leader kind of points to the fact that they do not actually need a leader. The group is not Mm -hmm. that big that they need someone to like have the final say on stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Generally, even when they are coming up with a plan or trying to decide something, Jake is pretty like sit back and let people come to conclude. Like to his credit, I think he isn't like, this is what I think we're going to do it my way. He's very like, Everybody discuss and diplomatic we will diplomatic about yes, it. Yes. He's very diplomatic. So I don't know if they actually need a leader. But I would say I think that the best choice for the, I guess, like uh person in charge of strategy, mm-hmm. I think is probably Tobias because yeah. he he's has got the
1: bird's eye view. He's on got everything. the bird's eye
0: view, but he's also <laughs> removed from it, right? Like he yeah, can look at things a little bit more clinically because he's probably not actually going to be... In, like, he can be the M of the group, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. probably not going to be involved in most of the missions. He can sit back and take, <laughs> like, a more managerial role. I think yes. that makes the most sense, but I, I, they're all really just sold on this whole Jake thing, and...
1: It's very frustrating to me. So then I guess if we had to pinpoint roles for the rest mm-hmm. of them, then we could have so we have Tobias which is our strategist Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um Rachel who is our front lines I guess
0: yeah I think I would say like she's the muscle probably like she's generally the one who's like most willing to run in and do shit um I think Cassie's kind of the team mom which I know that's kind Mm -hmm. of lame but like I I do think that's kind of the role she's filling where she's kind of more sure
1: everyone's got their orange yeah making sure everybody feels okay
0: Um I think Marco this isn't really necessarily a role but I think Marco's probably going to be continue to be the realist who is mm-hmm. like he's good at picking stuff apart which is actually a very helpful thing to do in this situation because as we saw with the fucking ants like if you have someone who's like no no wait stop we need to think about this that's probably something that they need because everybody's yeah
1: they like to rush in quite a bit
0: um i guess jake i I feel like jake fills a similar role to rachel i think he's pretty much just the muscle and then axe is the liaison with their he's the inside he's
1: the
0: yeah he's the encyclopedia like
1: yeah i think that i think that pans out i think now that we know more about them we can because i when our first episode we were like okay so we got the girls who are just going to be two girls and the leader and the funny one and the weird one. Yeah. Um. But now that, now that they seem to have actual personalities to them, I think I'm excited to see how they develop in their roles in their little army of six. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a value most valuable for this book then? Um,
0: I think probably Marco. I mean, I know we've said before, or I've said at least before, it's a little lame Mm -hmm. to like default to the viewpoint character, but I do think that like in terms of, morphs he a lot. yeah he went through a lot in terms of like morphs like all of them were pretty equal he had I mean he was present for all of the morphs which gives him a little yes. bit of an edge Um, and I think that in terms of plot like everybody was pretty much equal in this one I mean like so aside from the whole like emotional revelations in this book everybody was pretty much doing the same shit so I think that Marco kind of edges yeah. everyone out because of that
1: I agree. I think Marco wins Most Valuable Morph um, and I think probably because also he did come to that realization of like, yeah, there is a purpose to me doing this. Yeah, he had the most growth. Mm Mm-hmm. And Tobias, I think, again, wins least valuable morph just simply because as a hawk, you can't do much.
0: Yeah. And I think if they let him lean into the like being in charge role, then this would be a different conversation. But yeah, as it is. Yeah, where... like he
1: could be the bird in the tree, like right him in the chair, the bird in the tree. Exactly. Exactly. Go.
0: Like that's what I'm kind of picturing for Tobias. But everybody's so sold on the Jake thing that it just doesn't seem yeah. to be happening.
1: Um, Get him a little head, little bird headset. Right. So right. He can talk to you guys.
0: Yeah, well, to be fair he doesn't need a bird headset they have telepathy oh yeah
1: but how far does the telepathy go right 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 know.
0: we still haven't we don't discovered know. that um so what was your most morbid moment then this week
1: um well i think my most morbid moment it definitely has to be the ants i know we talked yeah, about that see that
0: was gonna be mine too
1: yeah but i feel like i had another one and now i can't think of what it was yeah, I don't know, dude. I can't remember what my. I other feel like one was there were
0: a be. lot in this episode or this. Yeah, this, uh, episode, this is a very this book, morbid book. Because there was the the lobster the thing. Lobster. There was the ant thing. There was the realizing your dead mom isn't really dead. There was the, like going to your dead mom's grave. There was like the yeah,
1: realizing your father dad. is a shell of a
0: person. Like there was a lot yeah. in this book that was just very depressing. And I, I think that it could have become too much in the way that tobias's was almost too much mm-hmm. but because mm-hmm. marco is the comedic one i do think it kind of um leveled it out a bit more
1: he has a lot more hope than tobias yeah. does at this at point, this point. <laughs> yeah
0: oh but, man.
1: man that ant scene really fucked me up dude
0: that it was real fucked up guys <laughs> it was bad
1: just go and read it. Buy this book out of the series. If you haven't been reading along with us, which I don't know why you're not, but in case you're not, go buy this book. Get it from the library, whatever, and just read the part about the fucking ants. It's just,
0: I honestly might have nightmares about
1: it. Now, talking about it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man.
0: Uh, so next fortnight, we are going to be continuing on our Animorphs yeah summer special with uh animorphs number six the capture which is a jake pov goddamn
1: uh now see we were really dreading that's true that's true but it was jake all along that we didn't (laughs) that we hated and i really don't think he's gonna get better unless tom dies like that's the only scenario i can come up with where i think like jake would have more like because then he would like fall into his despair and have to like climb back out again and find another reason for fighting and living
0: i don't want to read that either though it's just boring Mm.
1: Yeah, I just Jake, Jake, you're garbage. Jake's
0: garbage. I don't know if there's anything we can do to fix Jake. I think
1: I hope I don't have to apologize. For yeah, those, maybe for we calling will. Garbage, Jake. Maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe we'll find out that like Jake has actually been a controller this whole time and is like deep oh, deep cover and oh that'd be yeah, fun. yeah. Um, <laughs> something to make deep, something, deep state animorphs. Something to make Jake interesting. Uh, oh my god. All right, so next next Fortnite, uh, check it out. In the meantime, yes. um, if your mother was lost at sea, or you've got a book <laughs> that you'd like to suggest that we read, or you just want to talk about Animorphs, um, no spoilers though, please. You can tweet at us at HateReadcast on Twitter or email us, hatereadcast at gmail.com. Um, we love hearing from you guys. We would love to. We really do. If you guys send us emails and you're okay with us reading them on the show, we probably won't be doing too many. If it's an email with a recommendation in it, we'll be saving that for when. We're going to actually read the book because um, we do have them all on the list. Uh, if it's just like an email that's just like a fun thing about Animorphs or like you, like if you have a story about an,
1: reading Animorphs or... An about being a yerk or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anything like that. Um, and you're cool with us reading it on the show. We are happy to do that. We'd
1: love to do that um, and interact yeah. with you guys. Uh, yeah. So hit us up. Please do. Um, We are also available on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should because why are you going out and manually finding this podcast when it can just be delivered to you automatically? Yeah, that seems like a lot of work. Person, it's 2019. Automate everything. Gosh (laughs) dang. And if you use Apple Podcasts, we'd be really appreciative if you gave us a five star review. And if you don't use Apple Podcasts, you can still review us um, anywhere that accepts podcast reviews, or you can tweet out about us, or you can yell at out your window, you know, like JG Wentworth eight seven seven hate readcast now,
0: or you know, put your yerk body into someone's brain and force them to listen to our podcast
1: yes oh my gosh yes all you little slugs out there go spread the good word <laughs> <of> hate read <laughs> every three days I have to return to my headphone pool so I can continue listening to the hate read podcast
0: in the words of K.A. Applegate to be honest with you I don't even remember what Tobias looked like back then burn on Tobias <laughs> burn on <up> Tobias hardcore <laughs> I love it <laughs>
1: Marco like definitely thinks he's so weird and strange
0: <laughs> it really casts Tobias in a different light like
1: how much Marco yes. fucking hates him <laughs> yes yes because you know Marco's like a popular yeah. kid at school <laughs>